In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Hello, friends, and welcome into In the Lab. I'm Drew Doherty. That's John Harris. It's good to be with him. It's good to be with you. We thank you for listening. We thank you for watching. However you're consuming this, it means a lot to us because, hey, John, I wouldn't have a job if it weren't for the fans. You wouldn't have a job <laughs> for the fans because they want to know sure. some more things about their football team. And of course. We give it to them. And you and I discussed this at the end of last week's In the Lab. Yeah. And it's the idea or the, the question, how much better, how much worse, how much of the same might the Texans be in 2021 solely because of the coaching and what might be enforced, what might be preached, what might be emphasized? How much better might this team be simply because of scheme, ideas, accountability, the differences that, that come with a new coaching staff. This is not to knock, you know, what happened before, but just simply because of a change and what we know about how things operate. And this is a, this could be a very long podcast. We're, we're condensing and kind of giving the Reader's Digest version because you can talk about the offense, you can talk about the defense, you can talk about all that stuff. But in general, John, what do you think about the idea that the Texans might see an improvement just because of What's going on in the coaching staff change? Well, if you start kind of at a 30,000-foot view, just looking down, first and foremost, you have different – for the most part, you have different voices, but you have a different voice at the top. And no matter what that is, whether it's going from Dom to Gary, Gary to Bill, Bill to David, the voice is different. And that, I think, is going to be the first thing and how – the tone is set coming from David Cully. So just the voice being different is bound to get your attention. And I'll give you an example that hits kind of close for me. When I was, I spent my four years with the same coaching staff uh, when I was at Brown play football, right? About the day, two, two days after our season was over, they wiped out everybody, brought in a whole new coaching staff. Of course, I still had a bunch of friends and what year, still there. what year was that when you were there when they wiped them out? Uh, I was there from 90 to 93. 93 is my last season. So 94 is a new season. And Mark Whipple, gotcha. um, who uh, went on to great things with UMass uh, in college football, so with the NFL, was Ben Roethlisberger's quarterback coach for a while. He comes in, and so I had a lot of friends still on the team, and I just would say to them, you know, how are things? And a lot of times I just got eye roll, you know, eye raises like, it's different, man. It's different. I said, well, is it better? And they're like, no, it's just different. And, of course, at that point, they couldn't tell whether it was going to be better. They just knew it was different. And it came with a little bit more bite. It was not as kind of sugary positive as our head coach was at the time. And so they just told me it was different. Well, then they got into the season, and they were like, it's better. Um, the, those voices – resonated with them the other thing about it is when you have a new voice everybody's everybody's prone or a new leader everybody's prone to kind of perk up a little bit like okay things are new i gotta mind my p's and q's here yeah and be on top be on top of things a little bit more than maybe i was maybe i got a little sloppy because i knew what the other coaching staff was going to say or i knew what bill was going to say on a tuesday at three o'clock in the afternoon i knew how they were going to react i could um 
I could live with that. But all of a sudden, new voice comes in, good, bad, otherwise. All of a sudden, you're like, all right, wait a second. I got I to gotta figure this out. I, I better mind, watch myself here. And then we can kind of figure out, like, what's the right play. And then all of a sudden, you realize, hey, I like this coach. Or I respect this coach. I respect his vibe. Uh, I respect what it is that he's teaching me. Boy, I like this technique work. I like the example he used. You know, James Campen is one that comes to my offensive line coach. Yeah. And, you know, he's, with the Green Bay Packers. He's on the wall, that guy. I mean, he is. Exactly. Been really no successful. Yeah. No doubt. And so he can say, hey, look, you know, Bakhtiari, Dave Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in the league. All pro, yeah. Yeah, tremendous guy. Fourth round pick. Hey, when we got him, he tended to do this. And we gave him this little technique change. And that helped him. He told us it helped him. Uh, and so that's maybe something you can incorporate. Uh, maybe you want to use this. And I always think that's, that's the thing. I felt like this as a teacher and as a coach, Drew, I felt like I had my responsibility was to give my players and my students the best opportunity to be successful. And so if they didn't like a particular method or they didn't get a particular method that I was giving to them, and I wasn't doing my job because I wasn't finding what it was that I could get out of them. Like, okay, some people like to think about two times two as two squared. Some people like to think about it as two times two. And so you have to figure out like, all right, how do, I, how do I give this person a different way of looking at it? Some like analogies, some just like the black and white. And so you've got to figure out how do you get through these wildly talented individuals on a day in day out basis and continue to give them tools and tips to make them better. And hopefully that's what this coaching staff is able to do. You just brought up something that's been, it's, it's been eye opening and, it, and this happens across the NFL, but you know, we've been up here in the offices quite a bit yeah, uh, and we've interacted with a lot of these coaches. David Culley is somebody that, you know, you see and he's got his style and he's razor sharp. And this is a guy who has preached the, the two times that I interviewed him preached the, the importance of being a good teacher. Something you just mentioned, Nick Casario, you know, underscored that the time I interviewed him earlier yeah. this off season, teaching is a big, big deal to these guys. But what you talked about the different ways of teaching, it's very reflective of who these assistants are because yeah. I've talked with Campin, I've talked with Lovey Smith. They're not like Cully. They're different personalities. So right. you, and that's going to be true of a lot of these other guys. Tim Kelly, who we know pretty well. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, Danny Barrett, the running backs coach, who we have a good right. relationship to. They all teach in their own separate way, like you're talking about, the two times two versus two squared. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm not saying, you know, count on X number of wins over. Yeah, over. <laughs> right. You might not win as many. You might win less. But there is a definite emphasis on that on teaching and having different sets of experience and different yep. ways of coming at you and teaching you because Lovey Smith is not the same as David Culley is not the same as Tim Kelly is not the same as Danny Barrett and so on and so on and so on. But it's going to be a kind of an interesting gumbo, I think when, when it all comes, you know, to be. And here's another, you know, aspect and, and the interesting part of this Drew is I'm talking about coaching, but I'm not talking about the actual coaches themselves. Right. Sometimes as adults, we get set in our ways. We get stubborn. We don't really want to hear it from our boss. You know, sometimes you can tell me something and I'll listen to it more than I will if sometimes Mark tells me that. 
because you know something yeah, he's our boss uh, okay what i mean by that is i think it's gonna be very helpful to have some key veterans on this team that can teach and coach as well yeah that have the not only the the desire to do it but the ability to do it so a guy like mark ingram comes in you know he's in a situation in new orleans where he had to help along alvin Kamari, went to baltimore he had to help along jk dobbins and i don't want it to be like okay mark ingram can't play he can just be a good uh teammate no i think mark ingram still got something left in the tank but if he takes that wisdom and he imparts it onto a young running back that gets drafted this year or a young running back like Scotty Phillips or even Buddy Howell or even David Johnson, yeah. you know, there's something that he might be able to impart to them. You have Marcus Cannon. And the reason I bring this up is I was asking this of Marcus on Monday. I said, look, Mark and I are way older than you, but in football terms, you're, you're up there in age a little bit. You've been around. You've seen some things. How important is it for you to share your wisdom with younger people and younger players? And he said, as long as they want it, I'll give it to them. Yeah. And I think that's going to be hugely important because sometimes, man, you don't want to hear it from your position coach. You don't want to hear all that. You want to hear it from Larry Tunsil. You want to hear it from Marcus Candy. You want to hear it from Terod Taylor. You want to hear those things. And as I talk and I mentioned Terod Taylor, I think of, of Hard Knocks the last couple of years, watching him on or probably two last three years, watching how he interacts with the players, the things that he talks to them about. Sometimes it's something as simple as adjusting the tempo of your cadence. Sometimes it's up to line scrimmage, what you're looking at, mic points, all that kind of stuff. And so I think bringing in the veterans that the Texans brought in, that Nick was able to sign and bring here, those guys I mentioned, Marcus Cannon, Terod Taylor, Mark Ingram, you know, those guys have got They've got plenty of wisdom to share, and young players just have to try and absorb that. And the ones that do absorb it from them, they're obviously absorbing it from the coaching staff. They're going to get it from David Culley as well. And all of a sudden, it works out to be a much better overall situation. Now, there were, there were definite signs of that in the past. There's no, no doubt. It wasn't as if that was not the previous coaching staff. But you said it. Different is different. Different, always, different doesn't always mean better. There might be some things that are going to be better of this next staff, some things not as much, but we just know it's different. Yeah. And at this point, that's all, that's all we know. We like the makeup of it. You mentioned a couple of guys, James Camp and Lovey Smith, different. I, I like the fact, Drew, that with this coaching staff, it's sort of a booyah base of, of personalities of, okay, this guy came from over here. This guy came from over here. A couple of guys are still here. Cully came from here. He brought, brought a couple of guys from Baltimore and you throw it together because at that point you don't have all one way of thinking. It's different ways of thinking. Hey, when I was with the bears, we did this. Hey, with the Packers, we did this. Hey, Baltimore, we did this. We're going to go with this. We're comfortable with this. Hey, but coach, what do you think about this? And I think everybody's willingness to share ideas from where they've been ends up, and you never know which idea it's going to be. Maybe it's a fourth down play. Maybe it's a coverage idea. Maybe it's a coverage tweak. You know, maybe guys that have been here in the building already can say uh, and speak to the personalities of certain players that new coaches coming in can kind of, you know, understand, hey, this guy's a little bit more of a guy who learned the board. This is a guy who learns through the walkthroughs. Some of that information will help these new coaches. So you throw it all together, it's different. It feels like it's going to end up being a really good situation for guys that are coming in. But it all depends on 
the ability of these men and women to teach every day in every facet of, of what they're doing on a football field and off. Uh, yeah. And hopefully that's going to take place. And that's talking about the coaches. And then you, you were mentioning earlier a byproduct of some of the veterans because you know how some th- things can sometimes get twisted. You're talking about a nice byproduct of who these veterans yeah. are. They're brought here to play. They're not brought of here course. to coach. And no all doubt. And I know you no know that, but just in case some folks – Sometimes. Now, I'm glad you said that because that can be misconstrued, and I think you're right. And, and that's why I said about Mark Ingram, the fact that, look, you, you brought him in here to play. If you wanted a guy to coach, you would have brought him in to coach. You still think he's got something left in the tank. The byproduct, like you said, is that wisdom that can then be important. And I think that's a, that's a valuable, valuable piece. What the veterans lose maybe in a half step here, a half step there, and quickness and speed and all that, Maybe they, they gain. That, yeah. Yes, they compensate with the knowledge of, hey, I know this guy's blitzing over here. I'm just going to go straight over there. I don't have to think about it. I'm going to get straight over there. So if a guy runs a 4-7-40 now, but he knows who to pick up, but a guy runs a 4-3-40 and he doesn't know who to pick up on blitz, you know, it's, it's kind of simple. The, at that point, the IQ and the football IQ take over and get a guy on the field, whereas the other guy's got to get up to speed. So that's uh, – that's kind of the way I look at it, but you're, I'm glad you brought that up because I, th- I think it's true. I still think Mark Ingram's got something to tank. So does Sherrod Taylor, Mark Scan. I think they all do. But that wisdom that they have to share, I think, is valuable as well. No doubt. All right, I'm going to leave you with a fun fact. I'm pretty sure you already knew this anyway, but I bet a lot <laughs> of the listeners and viewers did not know this. Lovey Smith is a defensive coordinator. Hardy Nickerson Jr. is on the squad right now. Yes. Lovey coached him for a season at Illinois in 2016. But Lovey coached Hardy Nickerson Sr. as an assistant with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the mid to late 90s. So it's kind of fun. You don't often hear about or see coaches coaching both a father and son combination in the NFL. How about that? NFL and college. And Hardy Nickerson Sr. was an assistant under Lovey Smith in 2017 in Illinois. So there's all sorts of webs. Anyways, we appreciate you watching and listening. This has been In the Lab, and we'll be back next Tuesday.